Jason, my other hosts are Olga from Michigan and Steve from Minnesota. And our guest today is our dear friend, Jaron, um, a concerned citizen. Uh, Jaron has spent some time uh, questioning the format of our society and really wants to take action and bring forth information that he has studied over time uh, to discuss with us today about the Creative Society Project and many other projects that Jaron is involved in. Uh, Jaron, please uh, introduce yourself further to our audience. Hi, I'm Jaron. I am uh, I'm just, just a dude and uh, <laughs> just like anybody else living in this, this world that has just been, it, it's never really been the way that it's supposed to be which is in a, in a state of being where everybody's healthy and happy, pretty much. Um, and the, the reason it's not that way is because we don't, have, we don't have the right kind of government to rule over us, the kind of government that serves people and not serves itself. And so we're gonna discuss how we can do that today. Awesome. So where did you get your inspiration? Did you just wake up one day and say, you know, something is wrong with this world? Like, how did this journey of, you know, self, I guess, realization of something is wrong and I got to fix it or I got to figure out how to fix it ha happen? I was, when I was a kid, I was extremely um, religious. Um, and so I, you know, I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. So I, I grew up as a Mormon and, um, you know, everything that Joseph Smith teaches about the world, the book, you know, the Mormons didn't really get the Book of Mormon right. <laughs> they don't really read it the way it's written. Um, and because if you read it, it's about a consumerist society. It's about the consumerist format of society being the great and abominable church of the devil. That's what it goes into. And then if you go beyond that, you know, there's a there's a lot, there's a lot in there about how. the world really is. And um, it's sort of hidden behind religious symbolism. But if you really dig deep, you'll find it. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna find out what reality is all about. If you, if you really get into that Book of Mormon, it's not really what the, the church teaches about. It's, it's about what's in that book, but. Sure, that's pretty cool. I appreciate you being here. What about the Creative Society first kind of caught your attention and what excited you about the project? Um, so the Creative Society um, caught my eye when Carolina Streamwell friended me on Facebook. And it was, uh, so I looked over it and I was like, wow, this is awesome. You guys have gone around and interviewed a whole bunch of people to find out, hey, what what kind of society do people really want to live in? And this is this is what came forward. 
uh, with these eight foundations for creative society. And that's, you know, it's coming from people's, their hearts and their imagination. It's coming from what's within them. And, you know, if you go into a religious context, you could say that the kingdom of God is within us because it's what we can imagine is possible. It's, it's the world that we could create if we would only try to do it. And that's that's what I saw this project as being. This is this is it's the it's the world we all want to live in. So I so I thought it would be a good idea to get engaged with this project. <laughs> Most definitely, we appreciate it. And then I know you have been a part of other organizations that uh, strive towards the ideal world or peace on earth. Um, tell us more about your experience um, and what is the real missing puzzle piece for most organizations that are out there right now? The missing puzzle piece. So, I mean, there's all, there's lots of, you know, like libertarians, you know, they think they got the, they got the deal, right? Because it's all about freedom for the libertarians, right? They just want everybody to live. Uh, they just don't want to be bugged. They don't want to be bothered by their government to be told how to live and all, all this kind of stuff. Um, that that's one of the larger groups i'd say you know as, as far as a political group goes it's, and i grew up as a, a hardcore conservative <laughs> now <laughs> i'm not that way anymore but that's how i grew up you know i grew up as a hardcore uh political conservative i was religious and all these other things but um when you get to the root of things it's just we need to create a, an economic system that takes care of the needs of everybody. And the only way we can do that is through a proper government. So, so what the libertarians kind of get wrong, for instance, is they don't, they don't really care about social welfare. <laughs> they, don't, they don't care about the government serving the needs of the people. It's only about being a lot, they give the private market complete control over everybody. That's how it really works in that institution at the time, because they could change that if they wanted to, that would be nice. <laughs> um, any, any political party out there, they could change, they could change their ideals as they get new information so that they can create you know, a better platform. We could compete. We could compete with different platforms to make the world a better place. You know, <laughs> but um, we don't need just one political party. It could be a whole bunch of them just trying to make it a better place, the world a better place. Um, but that's not the way it is today. Every the political parties, they're they're doing the the whims and the agenda of the oligarchs, we'll just call them oligarchs. <laughs> These are just the people that are just trying to out-profit each other. They're just, it's like a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there in the business world. They're all out there just trying to out-profit each other. 
and they do that, you know, they'll bribe their senators and their politicians to get monopolistic type advantages through whatever legislation gets passed. And Darren, let's uh, let's let's take it back a little bit and and discuss a couple of the questions that were asked of you by Carolina, and that you know, like you had discussed, that we've asked people all over the world. You know, some basic questions. Uh, you know, can you imagine uh, living in a world where things are provided for you and your family, where you only have to work four hours a day? You know, real paid vacations. And I understand. Uh, you know, the, the first thing that comes to people's mind is like. Uh, the socialism ideology or where the money's coming from or they, they they're driving some party line narrative but you step through that because why what 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 gave you the ability to step through that and see the humane principles that are allotted to all people uh well just the the people that i've come in contact with throughout my life i've i've run into some people that have, you know, really taught me what are what everything's all about about these and about our humanity, um, and I I was taught about an economic plan. There's a, so you, you can use this economic plan. You, we how capitalism's destroying the world right now, but if we bridle it the right way capitalism can be it can solve all of our problems when the government sets it up the right way because uh, all we have to do all we have to do is just give everybody a, a credit card with credits on it for our basic necessities of life and that's what that's going to do is it's going to create a competition between all the corporations of the world instead of you know competing to ex extract wealth from the 99 percent and to control our lives they're going to start competing to take care of everybody they're going to they're going to compete for incentives in the free market to take care of everybody's basic needs so we could have competitions between the corporations of the world to create the healthiest food, the best tasting food. And it'd be incredibly nutritious. And you can have competitions for medical care, the best, you know, the best quality medical care and all this kind of stuff. Corporations of the world can compete with each other to take care of human beings if you set it up the right way. In, including you know making just you know some sweet some really nice housing everywhere we don't have to live in we don't have to live in apartment buildings stacked on top of one another you know hmm. jaron how do you how important and tell us what you think about the concept of the creative society is big on personal responsibility um how does that play into your view of a creative society personal responsibility is one of the most important things because you know every individual needs to take personal responsibility for the state of the world and the, the way that it is uh we just kind of we shrug it off because we don't necessarily we don't necessarily 
know the answers that, you know, we don't know how it's possible to create a better world, right? And so there's all these people out there, you know, we've been, we've been brainwashed our entire lives just to, you know, put our head down, go to work, you know, just eat three meals a day and watch entertainment. And, you know, we've been blinded from what's really possible. We're not, we're not thinking about how we can make the world a better place for everybody. And, and you know, we, we close our eyes to all the suffering that's going on out there. There's all kinds of human suffering all over this world. There's genocides and, you know, famine everywhere. And that's because, that's because of us. We're not, we're not doing, the, we're not creating the, the social pressure that is needed on our governments to try to help these people all over the world. Yeah, so and that's where personal responsibility comes in. Mm-hmm. And you know what, the self-governing society that is the number eight foundation actually takes that personal responsibility and creates the demand for our governments to represent us on the foundations of creative society instead of represent us on their own interests. So yes, that's very important. Uh, And why do you think it is important for us to really step up and say, you know what, it is not normal to have a war. You know what, it's not normal to have rape, hate, separation, all of it. Like, how do we do that as people? How do we stop being silent? It's difficult because because people have been so inculcated in, in our society. They've grown up with this with their, with their whole life has been nothing but this. And so when, when we talk about creative society or just you know the ideal world that needs to become a reality, people, you know, they just haven't had the time to sit around and think about what that would look like or how it's possible. They haven't had the time because they're too they're too busy working. They're too busy uh, doing what is required in order to provide themselves with the basic necessities of life from in the under the current system in the, the consumerist format. But so what does consumerist yeah. format mean uh, to you, you know, prior to your learning of the Creative Society, Jaron, and, and afterwards? Because a lot of people hear us use this terminology, and it means something different from so many people. And a lot of people uh, don't understand that the, the consumer society is a self-created society, which is exactly why we can self-create a better society, uh, no problem. I mean, it, it is a man-made created society already of this format that we exist in and some people live in. That's right. Um, so the consumerist format for me, you know, it's it's like in religious terms, it's like the beast of revelation. It's the beast, the beast that or the whore of all the earth, even. <laughs> you got this, this woman on the waters, which you go into the revelation anyway. You got this woman 
standing atop of the many waters you might call it like the Statue of Liberty because as America is the seed of the beast in this in our modern time because we're the ones who set it up so that capitalism took over the whole world right the way that it is currently but America also has the power to to conquer the beast bridle this beast that we're all riding on which is capitalism and and once we do that, you know, then we can usher in all kinds of peace and prosperity like this world's never known. Um, because that the book of Revelation is about human nature and economics. If you really get down into the, the nitty gritty of it, if you get into the symbolism of that book, you'll get you'll get into it because you go into the market. The mark of the beast is it says the mark of is a mark of a it's the mark of a man that man's you know verse 603 score and six and then if you go into the old testament you're going to find in uh first kings somewhere in there it's going to talk about this man solomon and that the weight of gold that solomon received in a year was 603 score and six talents of gold and so it was really it was pointing towards gold and this was what mon what money was you know back during the roman empire when this book was written is about gold is about money being this it's the mark that we all have to we all have in our right hands because we all have to work for money to survive in this world and so and it's also you know you have it in your forehead because you always have money on your mind you got to think about money night and day and there's no rest for those who have to think about money all the time in order to stay alive in this world. And that's what that book's about. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. Before Steve asks you a question, I would just like to reiterate something for our audience, a key point that he had mentioned. You, you can find this idea of the beast everywhere we look in, in all cultures. And so what does it mean? It's the way we live today is we treat each other as a transaction in such a fashion as beasts, uh, not even humans to each other. And uh, it, it doesn't take much to look out the overcome window to, to see it. So thank you, Jaron, for bringing that experience forward in your own interpretation. Steve, please go ahead. Yeah, thank you, Jason. That's a good segue too into my question is, uh, Jaron, how then can one individual or what can one individual do how do we start making a difference right now? What can we do as individuals to begin uh, treating each other more humanely and begin making this transition into a more creative society? Yeah, so all, all the religions of the world, they have this concept of a beast and you know, another, and then a better, better part of our nature, you know, our soul or our true self, or um, you know, things like that. Because in in the Book of Mormon, it says that the natural man is an enemy to God and has been forever will be until he yields to the enticings of the Holy Spirit and putteth off the natural man and becometh the saint through. Um, through yielding to the enticings of the Holy Spirit, right? That's what the Book of Mormon says about this idea of, yeah. And so this is about just 
being true to our humanity, being when you're when you're in the moment, you see, you know, if you see somebody suffering, it it behooveth us that we should care about who you know people who are suffering in this world, because if we don't, then that's that's where you are denying the Holy Ghost. You are not listening to your your true humanity, your humanity that's been it's, and everybody has it. You don't need to be you don't need to learn about religion, in order to to have this spirit of goodness that is within the human soul or within the human being. If, if people don't believe in a soul, um, <laughs> because you know even atheists, uh, it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody has this this will to do good in them, and it is it's this you know it's our conscience. It's the seed of it's at the, the root of who we are as people. We all have this in common. So when I mean when a, the 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 ultimate challenge of life is just to be true to our humanity. In, in even the most difficult circumstances. Um, and if we all did that, you know, we would, we would live in a creative society. We would live in, in a wonderful world. Yes, I agree. So what type of conditions do we need to create right now for people uh, to display their best moral and spiritual values? Like what those conditions should look like around the globe? Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to end poverty. And so those who, you know, anybody who's of, of means has the free time to, to not have to go to work all day in order to pay for their basic needs. We, we need to be concentrating on well, first we have to we have to unite people because we're not going to make any changes in this world unless we unite together to have a voice to control our government. You know, we need we need to unite, and we can unite around our human our base. You know, our human our humanity. That's all we have to do, really. We just have to unite around what we have in common, and. You know, so despite our religions, despite our religious beliefs or our political beliefs, if we can just come to our common sense, to what we have in common, which is, it's wildly, it's kind of uncommon. <laughs> common sense is not common in a world where everybody's been <clears throat> propagandized their entire life um, in whatever whatever they were born into, whatever nation they were born into, religion, whatever political view, they've been, everybody's been inculcated in all these things. But all we have to do to really see what the, the truth of who we are as human beings is look at a little child. Look at, look at these little, these little kids, they don't care about these things. They don't care about religion or um, politics and these other things. 
that we've that are a construct that we've just created and perpetuated. Um, little kids don't care about those things. They don't. They care about playing together with one another, getting along. Uh, they just they just want to have fun. <laughs> You guys have any questions for Jared? Well, Jared, I would like to touch upon something, um, you know, in, in regards to these conditions and the question that Olga brought up, you know, when you say unite, what, what can we do to unite? What, what, what does it take beside the fact that people are, uh, you know, a thought comes in right now, uh, Ignorance of the law is not excuse to commit anything against that law, you know, so one would say ignorance of the good inside yourself is not reason to not commit good or do good unto others, you know, so so how can we actionalize that how can we tell people that it's completely within their power and that, uh, you know, we talked about it on previous conversations so I'll bring it up. Um, the will of the people is derived from the government and the market. And when one or the other is out of balance, the people lose their ability to, to check that. So ultimately, people today feel powerless, you know, specifically, you know, the 300 something million here in the country we're in right now. So what can they do? What can they what step can they take uh, to even talk about this, to even bring the awareness that uh, we, we can change these conditions and even end poverty and even bring education and even go back to being like children, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, if we, if there's, there's political parties out there, the, the one that I have really come from the most is, um, I, I've been around a group of people that formed, um, something called the humanity party and that one is, uh, you know, they're kind of, the world ignored this party for a long time. It was just ignored. Um, and that's kind of where I've come from in my past is <clears throat> despite having solutions that would work to all the, to all the world's problems, nobody wanted to listen to us. Um, and so I think, you know, we have to, the only way we can get people to listen to us is if we care for, care about other people, <laughs> because nobody cares about your opinion unless you care about them. Um, yeah, so you know what? It's very important, like you said, it's to unite, right? But we can't really mm -hmm. unite with our wallets. We can't unite with our refrigerators we can unite with the cars we drive or places we live or the age we are or social status we are because those are created to separate us right so what we can really unite under is one idea of building a creative society and those eight foundations yeah. that everybody can stand behind and say you know what my life would be so much better if i lived in a creative society no matter where i am and I think that's also important, this idea of unification under one idea, not under you know, anything like in a government or a country or anything like that. 
So how important it is right now at the informational stage for people to know about the Project Creative Society, to really understand it and to really pass it along to the people that they already surround themselves with. So this concept of a creative society really spreads fast. And we know with the technology we have, we can do it. But how important is it to really spread this information? It is very important that we can unite people around this idea of a creative society or, you know, the ideal society that we all want to live in. Um, because first, before, before we can make it happen, people have to imagine, imagine it in their minds and see that it, and, and start to believe that it's actually possible um, because it is. And <clears throat> so, I mean, I, even though it doesn't necessarily go into detail, these principles, the principles, the eight foundations of the creative society, these are, you know, these are important because they're pretty simple, you know, they're really simple things that everybody can resonate with if they just, you know, if they compare it to what's within on the, in, on the inside in their mind, you know. Everybody can resonate with those eight foundations if they really reflect on it. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what they think might be possible according to the political ideologies that are out there today. Uh, because a lot, of, a lot of the political ideology is just garbage. We have these politicians out there, they're just using rhetoric to get elected. It's not, you know, they can't, they don't have any power to get anything done unless everybody agrees with them in, uh, in politics. <clears throat> and most of them are just serving the, the people who donate to their campaigns. Um, But yes. if people, well said. if the masses became more enlightened than those who are in power over us, if people started to become more uh, intelligent, even just like little kids, you know, little kids are intelligent. They, they don't, they're going to, little kids would demand that they have their basic needs taken care of, you know, if, if and adults are just aged children, uh, but we've been kind of um, beaten down by the world that we live in uh, and, and brought to accept the status quo that we currently have. Hmm. Uh, but all we need to do is just see that it's possible in our minds and then actually try. We just have to try. I like that. And getting, getting the idea out there, that's important in this informational stage because we're not gonna get politicians out there to advocate for us until, until, the, peop, until the politician has to say what's popular out there, you know, because the politician's only gonna say what the people believe politics means in Greek, I think, of the people. Mm. And so if the people are ignorant of what's really possible, 
the politicians are just are going to be just the same because they have to say what the people will accept and believe. Yeah, you are so right. We have to get that out there. And you make some really good points about the masses and uh, enlightening all the people about the concepts and ideas. I would love to continue this conversation, but unfortunately, we do have a time limit. Uh, but we do have a question for you, Jaron, and that's uh, as we talk about the masses and other people, uh, you might not have the answer right now, but maybe you'll come up with one later. Uh, is there anyone in your network, in your circle, who you think would make a good guest? We'd love to interview more people and talk to more people. Maybe somebody from the Humanity Party might want to come on and, and hang out with us a little bit. We'd love to give them a platform and uh, talk with them. Is there someone that you could think of who might like to join us one day? And if not right now, we can bring them on later. Yeah, um, it would be up to uh, these people. I might reach out to them. Right. Um, yes, but, definitely reach out to them. And you know what? It's, it's very important to have this conversation, even with all the organizations around the globe. Because if you look at it, every single nonprofit or NGO organization out there is really trying to make this place you know, a better place for all of us to live. But the only problem is we have been putting those band-aids on band-aids on top of band-aids and they are yes. off because nothing sticks to consumerism. It just doesn't, it just slips off. And it's if we try to fix the problem, but we continue living in the same format that created the problem, then for sure this problem will be coming back and it probably will get worse and worse and worse. So it is very important to have conversations with everybody around the globe and really unite under one idea. And th thank you so much for being on with us. And I know we lost Jason due to bad connection, which would never happen in a creative society because everybody would have a stable internet. It might not be even internet. It might be something, a new technology. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> but to get there, we really have to inform people and before we go, is there something you would like to wish to our viewers today? Uh, I, I, I hope that everybody has a great day, um, regardless of what obligations you might have. <laughs> um, and, and if you have the technology to be watching this, you're probably doing pretty good, um, or at least okay. Um, so there's that. All right, so we're wishing everybody a great day. And really, if you would like to learn about more about the Project Creative Society and join us, and by us, I mean volunteers around the globe, uh, you can really participate with just maybe five minutes of your day. You can share a message, you can comment, you can you know, just do little steps to get Creative Society closer into our lives. And to do that, you can also visit alatraunites.com and you can learn more about the project, read about the foundations. But most importantly, we would like to invite everybody to join us on March 20th. It will be a global conference. It's gonna be first one of its kind uh, because we have never ever tried to do this before millions of platforms, millions of people, millions of connections, 35 or more languages. And it's done by people for people. And it's called Creative Society, what prophets dreamed of. So we will examine 
every single religion out there, we will find the grains of knowledge that unite us all, and we will no longer live in a dark or gray. We will start our life from a white list or white sheet of paper, and we can really unite under one idea of building a creative society and really achieve the future that our kids and ourselves selfishly deserve and uh, only we can do it together and right now we would like to show a promo for the next conference that's going to be happening on march 20th we hope you can join us thank you imagine a world where justice goodness and equality reign where every person lives comfortably and in affluence where we are not afraid of going home in a dark street, where we don't have to survive, but can live and breathe freely. Isn't this the world which the prophets spoke about at all times? Isn't this the world that we ourselves have been dreaming of for a long time? But who will build it except ourselves? On March 20, 2021, at 15 GMT, on the platform allotreunites.com, the third international online conference, Creative Society, What the Prophets Dreamt Of, will be held on the initiative of millions of people from all over the world. Join live broadcast and call your friends. Let's build the world of our dream together.